honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Wigan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me again today on a Friday morning to talk some Timberwolves basketball. This past week, the Minnesota Timberwolves defense has gotten better and better and better. We're actually hitting some three-pointers. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are back to 500. And the past week, they went 4. That's right, 4 and 0. Oh. Well, all right. Talk about uh, something to be thankful for. That, uh, well, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's gone. Robert Covington is in. And funny, the defense was, like, historically bad starting out the season. It was pretty bad most of the year last year with a couple of exceptions. And since the trade... The infectious Robert Covington has made a huge difference to this team. The Minnesota Timberwolves are 7-2. and two, And <laughs> the whole vibe of the team is happier. Yes, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the vibe as much. But then again, I guess that's just a general concept with the Timberwolves right now. It's a better vibe. It just is. And there's no other way to look at it. Um, you have the comeback player of the year, maybe, and Derrick Rose. Just unbelievable. 19 points a game. Carl Anthony Towns is playing better. Then you have a guy that couldn't score a point the other night and has struggled for quite a while, and he's still kind of the, uh, he's becoming more and more the odd man out, at least at the moment, and that's Andrew Wiggins. So, well, hmm. There's always something. And just like, oh, when one person praises the Warriors and goes ape crap about them, and I'm like, boo, I, I can't stand that team, and then they're like, there's always a troll. Yeah, why do I have to be a troll? I don't have to like him. And I have to be honest, Andrew Wiggins hasn't been playing well offensively. Defensively? You know what? I saw something, you know, he's been better defensively, and just watching him in that Spurs game, where the Timberwolves smothered that team, Andrew Wiggins was awesome defensively in that game. Let's give him credit, even though his 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 scoring was lame and terrible, and he's been awful pretty much the last two weeks or so. Well, he's been awful most of the year offensively with a couple of good games. Um, he started off the season shooting from three-point range pretty well, and then down it went, just like every other bleeping year. But, um, Generally speaking, though, his defense has been much better, and he's been playing at shooting guard where he's bigger and all that. And he, he's not getting manhandled physically. Covington's a thin guy, but his defense is legendary. Basically, he's you know first team All NBA last year, so that's kind of what that is. Uh, it's been good. Uh, the Timberwolves' three point percentage is in the single digits in terms of uh, ranking. <laughs> You're like, what the hell does that mean? Single digits? You mean they're shooting eight percent? No, that wasn't worded very well. They are ninth in the NBA in three-point percentage, so that's pretty good. Uh, field goal percentage, 24th. Points scored, 14th. Rebounds, it's still not that good in the bottom third of the league at 19th. Yuck. But uh, hey, you know, give and take, and uh, this club, again, 7-2 and two since the trade. Just those yucky losses to Memphis and Denver. Denver, the Wolves barely lost that game. They just kind of screwed around in the Memphis game. I don't know. They just own us, I guess, and Marcus Hull owns Carl uh, Anthony Towns still to this day. I'm sure... Uh, Wayne Hunt enjoys that very much as a Memphis Grizzlies fan out of Sydney, Australia. Sydney's finest there. He's he, now he's the richest man in Sydney. See, that's the whole reason why they call Stu Benson. This is, of course, all those of you out there that know about the Courtside Podcast. <laughs> highly recommended. <laughs> There's a reason why they call Stu Benson the second wealthiest man in uh, Sydney because the wealthiest is Wayne Hunt, right? It's Wayne Hunt. At least I think so. That might be the whole uh, message that they're sending, but uh, we'll leave that alone. Again, the Wolves have won four in a row. Great basketball. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets on Black Friday, where I got this uh, TV over here on Black Friday. I've never experienced Black Friday before. I mean, obviously, I've experienced it, and I've tried to ignore it and all that, but I never went in person, and I did not go in person. (laughs) I did not go in person. (laughs) I got this TV off of the Best Buy application, $327. $327. I mean, that's like nothing for a 50, 50 inch 4K Samsung smart TV. So that felt pretty good. And of course, I needed an upgrade. My TV was about eight years old. So, and it's still uh, very valuable. It's still in a very valuable position. It's still being used nicely. So, glad to still have that as well. So, anyhow, Black Friday, the Wolves ended up defeating the Brooklyn Nets by 10 points. It wasn't the most exciting game ever, but, uh, well, Derek Rose had a really nice game off the bench. I had a feeling you would. I just had that feeling. It felt like a Derrick Rose kind of game, didn't it? 
Wiggins usually plays well against them. Carl Anthony Towns always plays well against them. And, of course, Todd Gibson is the New Jersey guy right there. Grew up in New Jersey, so or actually grew up in Brooklyn. Pardon me. I still got New Jersey in my mind when it comes to the Nets. Kind of wish they'd go back. I don't, I don't know about this Brooklyn thing. It hasn't worked out. <laughs> it really hasn't. Um, Carl Anthony Towns did have a very good game. He's the one from New Jersey. Taj is the Brooklynite there. The Brooklynite there. Uh, good game for him. 16 points, 11 rebounds, strong overall performance, three steals in the game, five steals for Robert Covington. His, his offense wasn't that great, but he did other things. In fact, he didn't really shoot the ball all that much either. Um, overall, great game. Again, no Josh Akogi, which draws some ire from uh, Wayne Hunt and others. We'll get to that in the Facebook page in segment number three. But uh, Rose, major factor off the bench. Gorgi Zhang had a fun game off the bench, I think, nine points. He shot a little too much, but again, defensively, he, he showed up and they kept the Nets to 102, which is a reasonable number, considering not a bad basketball game at all. I enjoyed it. It was fun. The Wolves led pretty much the whole way, and Brooklyn just kind of made the score a little bit prettier at the end. Now, again, the Nets did lead very early, but the Wolves took control in the middle quarters of the game there, and that was great. We're just going to move on quickly here, because that game, yeah, I mean, you know, that game was a good one. Uh, without a doubt, but uh, again, there's more fun coming up, I'd have to say. Uh, Chicago, the Wolves keep the Bulls under 96, they keep the Cleveland Cavaliers under 95, they keep the Spurs to 89, and that one was uh, quite a spectacle, I'd have to say. 111-96, the Wolves win in a back-to-back here with Brooklyn and Chicago. I had a weird feeling the Wolves might lose one of these games, but not to the Bulls, and this game was just kind of like, meh. Um, It's amazing how long Chicago kind of hung in there, that was what was annoying. The Wolves didn't play all that great in the game. In fact, a number of players played downright terrible. Andrew Wiggins, and that's my guy, Robert Covington, over there, looking at a certain statistic that hurt a little bit. But there's other statistics you look at that uh, stand out. The difference here between Covington and Wiggins. Covington was, oh, he was one of 18 from the floor. (laughs) One of 18, yeah. What? I mean, that's freaking awful. That's great. Um, One of 18. (laughs) Well, Wiggins was... 0-12, 0-12, oh, over 12, pardon me, that's uh, good for 1 for 30. Um, <laughs> that's good stuff, good stuff, guys. So what do guys do usually when they don't shoot well? I can't even believe coming to shot the ball 18 times if it wasn't falling and over 10 from downtown. And again, that's why this game sucked so hard because of how awful a couple guys were. Tegan Towns, now they did a good job. Rose was very, very, very strong against his former club. Dario Saric, that was a freaking fun game watching Dario Saric. Other guys picked up the... Uh, Slack a little bit. Emphasis on slack in terms of Andrew Wiggins in this game. Emphasis on slack. See, he got an assist, but that was offset with a turnover. So whatever. Um, amazingly, he was uh, just an, just even. He wasn't a plus anything, or everybody else was a plus in the game. Oh, Gorgie Zhang was a minus two. How do you go minus two against the Bulls right now? Carl was spectacular, 35 and 23 in the game. Even added six assists, but he fouled out. Covington fouled out. <laughs> Taj didn't do all that much against his former club, but Derrick Rose, very sharp, very solid. He just makes half of his threes every single night. Derrick Rose makes half of his three-pointers every night, and before this, he was under 30% in his career. Again, I'm going to say this maybe every show, as long as this continues, and I hope it never ends. I hope it never ends. Derrick Rose's career isn't going to end for a long time if he keeps that up, because, you know, even when you get older, which he isn't because you can tell how spry he is still, which is great, but when you get older, as long as you can still hit that three-point shot, that catch-and-shoot three, you're going to last in the league until you're in your upper 30s. Upper 30s, not mid, but upper. And that's a long ways away. Derrick Rose just turned 30. So, yeah, this is a guy a lot of people thought just a year ago when he was ready to kind of hang it up. He's like, you know what, I'm not enjoying this anymore. And when he left the Cleveland Cavaliers and he just kind of went home and all that. Just complete transformation. I mean, this guy worked on his three-point shot in the offseason, and it shows. And that was the complaint with Derrick Rose last year. Is like, yeah, he's this—he's he's got this energy, and he's good and all that, but he just slashes. He's just, you know, which I love. I personally love, but you got to have catch and shoot in this league today. It, like it or not, it's got to happen. And, well, he has it. So he, he has it now, and he really did a good job on that uh, in the offseason. Um Back to the uh, Covington and Wiggins here. Again, one of 30 from downtown. Andrew Wiggins, I mean, I don't know. His defense has definitely improved, but I'm not understanding how you can be this bad. I don't know. And he didn't play later in the game, the later stages of the game. He played zero in the fourth quarter against the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Um, it's not like Tom, and Tom Thibodeau, to his credit, did not call Andrew Wiggins out in the media. Some people would have liked that, but it probably isn't going to help because Andrew Wiggins just doesn't have the right personality for that. Some of us older school guys, like myself, if I get called out, I'm going to respond with like 35 points you know, or even more. But Andrew doesn't have that in him. And that's what drives me nuts about the guy at the same time. You can't call him out. You can't do anything. You really can't do anything. You just got to sit down, fold your hands, and pray that the guy wakes up and gets it together. Because I was having a brief conversation with Vince Germano. Probably me doing all the blabber, blabbering and Vince going, yeah, man, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. No. <laughs> Vince Germano, of course, on the Courtside Podcast, and great friend of mine out of Melbourne, Australia. Um, Andrew Wiggins. I mean, I'm telling you, there are those of us out there that have this competitive juice in them that just wish so much they were good enough to play in the NBA and they had the skill level of Andrew Wiggins. Because I'm telling you, if I was Andrew Wiggins with that talent level every freaking day, <laughs> top to bottom, I would be literally chasing that championship ring with my current team, not uh, other teams per se. <laughs> yeah, I would be demanding as uh, t- towards like we are going after that ring and I'm going to do everything I can to get there. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has a skill level that he could be the best player on this team but he doesn't have the mentality. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, you know, and it doesn't matter even if he's the co-best player like the Shaq and Kobe thing. Did it really matter who was the best player between the two? Did it really matter? Did they did they not dominate for three straight seasons for those uh, that, that three-peat? Did it really matter who was the best player of those two or were they both like pretty much one and two best players in the league pretty much that type of thing? Did it really matter? You know, I mean, that's the thing. That's what could happen here if Andrew Wiggins could really wake up and get that competitive juices going. But as Vince Germano said, and I, I probably shouldn't speak for him. He could, he, you know, it's up to him if he wants to say it. But it's like a, a whole thing of, uh, well, he just doesn't have it in him. And it doesn't look like he does. I mean, games like this tell you he doesn't have it in him. I understand it's the Chicago Bulls. And at this stage, they're 5-17 and 17, and there's just nothing there. But for crying out loud, I mean, how? How can you be this bad? I, it doesn't make sense. I saw fire in him. I saw the silent assassin. I, I, I saw something very special in this guy in those huge comebacks against Philadelphia a couple years ago, Atlanta, games like that, when the Wolves were down. And he went off for like 25 points in the fourth quarter, 38-point games. That was what got me so excited because I saw something very magical in Andrew Wiggins. I saw a Dominique Wilkins level of talent in this guy. I mean, Dominique Wilkins was a freaking awesome player, as a lot of you remember. Who can forget the the mano e mano Game 7, 1988, second round of the playoffs. Uh, game 7. Mm. I mean, Bird versus Dominique. That was the most beautiful thing ever. Dominique had 48 points in that game, and he gave it everything he had, but the Celtics were just a little bit better, obviously, because they, they were the Celtics with Larry Bird. Um, almost had it in Boston Garden, and I want to get that back... I mean, I, I want Andrew Wiggins to get that going again. I know it's there, and he's he's still young enough. What is he, 23? I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't. I, I don't understand how you could be that talented and have so little fire in the belly. Come on, man. I mean, what what is it? What is it? And you're back at the shooting guard. You're not getting manhandled. Who's manhandling Andrew Wiggins at this stage? Was he frustrated watching uh, Zach Levine play in his role and have such a spectacular uh, opportunity to score like crazy? Yeah, Zach Levine had 28, but he did, you know he shot okay. He didn't make anything from downtown. He got to the free throw line, this and that. But again, I do think the guy's erratic. Um, you'll hear a bit from Wayne Hunt about that as well. Not not a fan of my point of view there. I don't. I shouldn't say he's overrated. I shouldn't, but I think certain fans overrate him. Certain fans overrate him. I don't think NBA experts overrate him. I think Zach Levine is a legitimate all-star level of talent. I don't think he's in the top tier, though. I do not think Zach Levine is like first or second team NBA. I don't think so. I really don't. And I'm sorry if you disagree with that one. Um, when you don't play a lick of defense in your offensive you know, your shot selection, this and that, is a bit erratic. In fact, sometimes it's downright, like, bad. <laughs> it's gotten better, but still, it's still kind of not the best. Um, you're not you're not a top-tier player. Uh, but still, at the same time, Zach Levine is a talent, and a lot of people would agree that he was the wrong guy to be traded to Chicago, without a doubt. But the reason why I was so... <laughs> I was so paranoid, so worried about the whole thought of 
you know, so wary of the whole thought of trading Andrew Wiggins instead of Zach Levine a couple of years ago was just that. Those games. Those games where he would come out with that fire, come out with that silent assassin, that spin move. Where's the spin move, Andrew? Where did it go? It was the same spin move that Dominique Wilkins had. Not as good, because Dominique Wilkins pretty much had the best spin move of all time. You just kind of come up to someone, and there's that quick spin, and then the dunk. It was so freaking awesome. But Andrew Wiggins did have a bit of that. And I don't know. I mean, I understand teams probably adjust. So they get better. They, they adjust to you defensively. But, well, that's on you, man. Come on. Keep it coming. Don't be lazy. Just, you know, don't be lazy. Make your adjustments. A lot of great players have done that, and I know Andrew Wiggins is capable of doing that, but so far, to this date, it's not happening. But, but to his credit, as we head into the San Antonio Spurs game, again, a 111-96 victory over Chicago on the 24th of November, the 24th. Well, we, are, we, aren't, we aren't getting to San Antonio yet, but the Cleveland game where he didn't play one minute, but eventually when we get to the Spurs game, you saw some good defense, and really, you have seen better defense out of Wiggins during this entire stretch, but I really saw it in that Spurs game. 102.95, a game that I think should have been a lot, well, you know, I think there should have been more separation between these two teams. See, Covington shot 1 of 18, right? Awful game, right? Just awful. Only four points, but remember, he got, but he also had multiple steals and all that, so to his credit, he did well. And I now I just got sidetracked. I'm going to backtrack to the Chicago game just to mention the other things that Covington did versus Wiggins. See, I got sidetracked because I went into my whole sermon about Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> so I apologize. I got caught up in my sermon there. Uh, Covington, three steals, three blocks in the game. Again, he fouled out, but you know, despite being one of 18, he was still a plus 11, and he, he did other things. The six rebounds and all that. Um, he played very strong defense, and that really helped, particularly against uh, Zach Levine down the stretch. Andrew Wiggins. Again, no, that's all I mentioned. Yeah, I mentioned his numbers. That was it. All he did was get is a turnover and a assist that was offset by the turnover. Oh, and he got one rebound. One in 28 minutes. So, that's it. Yeah, so there's the difference again. Um, points to his t- points to shots ratio. Well, he was a minus 12 in that one. I don't know how you could be that bad, but, well, Covington was worse. 14 because he shot 18 shots. Oh, God. <sighs> Derek Rose. 13 and 22, 13 shots, attempts, and 22 points. Carl Anthony Towns, 23, 40, uh, 35, pardon me. I wish it was 45. Even Teague, extremely good in the game. 7 of 10, 18 points. That's great. And he made more than half of his threes. I like Jeff Teague. You don't have to love him, but I but I like him. I do. Cleveland game, 26th of December. December. Again, Derek Rose against another former team. Robert Covington, though. I mean, again, here we go. Should, 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 we, should we look at this? Well, Andrew Riggins did get 11 points, and again, his defense was good in the game, and he managed to get a couple steals and blocks. Again, it's his positioning defensively. It's one thing to get the steals and blocks, and that's good. Like, steals are like an overrated statistic in terms of, in terms of, that doesn't mean you're a good defender, but it does mean you're forcing turnovers, which, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate the ball hawking. The shot blocking is what it is. That's great. Um, how did T get three blocks in the game? That's pretty awesome. I like that. Yeah, I like seeing that. Uh, <laughs> Carl with another double-double, by the way. But um, Andrew Wiggins' defense has been better. Uh, but he responds for uh, uh, he responds with a scoreless game when he didn't make a single free throw with 11 points and no minutes in the fourth quarter. Zilch. Covington. His response to a 1-18 performance. 8 of 12. 8 of 12. 24 points. I mean, again... And he also got the two steals and two blocks that Andrew got. I mean, again, I mean, you know, that's a guy that got competitive, got frustrated with how poorly he played in the previous game, and he responded in kind. And you know what? Robert Covington, yes. Big, big hand for him. Great game against Carl against Chicago. Derrick Rose was okay. Not the best game for him. Only 12 points and 13 shots, so not a good game for Derrick Rose necessarily, but good enough. I mean, good enough. He actually did not make a three in the game. Saric against Chicago was downright awesome. He had a double-double, 11 rebounds, 19 points. I loved Dario Saric in that Chicago game, and that was so fun to sit back and chill and watch, and as we got some, got a nice long weekend last week, and that was just fun. Sit back and watch that Bulls game, and Zach Levine has put on some muscle, and that's good. Uh, Andrew Wiggins needs to put on some more muscle. He's put on some since he started, but he needs more. And I think he needs significantly more um, in, in the modern NBA. I mean, look at Clay Thompson. He's a pretty big guy. And it's not like he's bouncing people around all over the place. But, hey, he's able to respond to any type of physicality. The game of the week, the game I thought the Wolves were going to lose. Oh, my. 
there's one thing to be wrong. It's another thing to be downright like way to be downright stupid in the in the in the in the prediction. Downright embarrassed. Do you blame me though? Do you blame me for picking the Spurs to beat the Wolves because they always beat the Wolves? One twenty-eight to eighty-nine. It was only thirty-nine points. I mean, that's nothing. Oh my god! <laughs> yep, it's only thirty-nine. Whatever. Again, Wiggins' defense. Since I kept like jumping into that early, was awesome. Uh, Wiggins played awesome defense in the game. He was good against Demar Derozan. Good against this guy. Good against that guy. I mean, his defense was overall excellent. He denied guys the shot. In fact, his unfortunately he was denied much of the game as well. And again, three of fifteen. I don't understand it. Awful statistics, but his defense was great. His defense is great. And Covington led the team with 21 points. I mean, another awesome week for Covington. Carl, much quieter in this game, managed to get 16 on 11 shots, but he didn't make half of his threes. Covington made almost half of his threes. And Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose pulled out the torch in this one. I mean, four, four of five from downtown. Ooh, that is, that is really something. 12 points off threes there. Uh, Well-shot game by the Wolves. Everybody shot well in this game except for a guy named Andrew Wiggins. I mean, 3 of 15. How? How? How can you be that bad? Ah, let's, let's, let's sit down and do some math here. Okay, let's just sit down and do a little bit of simple adding here. So, Andrew Wiggins was 0 of 12 in the Bulls game. That's zero makes. He made four shots against Cleveland and three against the... Vaunted San Antonio Spurs, right? That's seven makes. Okay, so let's look up the misses. Or let's look up the overall attempts. 12 plus 11, which isn't that many, plus 15. Andrew Wiggins, 7 of 38 in the last three games. 7 of 38. That is uh, great. That's that's awesome. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, I just, I, I'm just a loss of words with that one. And as you do the math, that's 26.6% from Andrew Wiggins in the last couple games here, the last three games. That's uh, that's great. Uh, awful. But, uh, well, at least Robert Covington made up for it, and that's kind of what he is now. Robert Covington has picked up the slack from uh, Derek, uh, Derek Rose, picked up the slack from Andrew Wiggins not playing well, and he's definitely picked up the slack from Jimmy Butler doing what he did. And the Wolves have picked up the slack. They've filled the gap. That should be the title of this episode, and it will. The Wolves have filled the gap, filling the gap. They are now 11-11, and 11, back to 500, and, well kind of getting back into playoff contention, if you can believe it, because it's not like we're competing with the Warriors for the uh, top seed in the, in the West or anything. And I would hope it's not going to take 50 wins to make the playoffs this year. I'm very happy with what Toronto did with uh, Golden State yesterday. Kevin Durant, 50-point game, double-double, all that. 50-point game against the Toronto Raptors with the Raptors win. I, I like that. Uh, Wolves are now ninth in the West, and... Just about a, basically a half game behind the Dallas Mavericks. So there you go. Los Angeles Lakers, Vince, Stu, Kalen Woods, all you guys happy enjoying that seventh seed. And I do think the Lakers make the playoffs. I can't see LeBron James miss the playoffs. I can't imagine that happening. That, that would be weird. I mean, he's not going to miss the playoffs. I, I, I don't care. He's just not. Uh, watch Cleveland get the first pick in the draft again because they just will. Because Cleveland always gets the first pick in the draft when they don't have LeBron James. When they originally didn't have LeBron James, they got the first pick in the draft and got LeBron James. Then they lost LeBron James and got the first pick in the draft and got <laughs> Kyrie Irving. And then the <laughs> and then just two years later, they got the first pick in the draft and took Anthony Bennett. That worked out real well. And then the next year, they got the first pick in the draft again because Anthony Bennett sucked so bad, and they got Andrew Wiggins. And then LeBron James came back. So when LeBron James leaves, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are going to get the first pick in the draft again and and they'll be blowing the trumpet in Zion, Zion. They'll be blowing the trumpet in Zion. Yep, that, that's what they're going to be doing. As uh, those of you that uh, go to that went to Sunday school and uh, know that song a little bit, yeah, they'll be blowing the trumpet in Zion. All right, boy. And they already have Sexton, who's a pretty nice player. Their record sucks right now, but uh, well, they committed a quadrillion dollars to Kevin Love, which I don't know. That was kind of like a Chris Bosh type of move, like with Miami Heat. They lose LeBron, so let's commit a quadrillion dollars to Chris Bosh, and that really, that really worked out. But then again, I suppose there's a little more of a medical issue there, unfortunately for the poor guy. Um, Kevin Love, I don't think he's got anything like that, but I also don't think he's worth quite the money he got. But uh, there's a lot of players in the league we could uh, say that about, quite a few. Steph Curry, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hopefully... Uh, this is their last year together with Kevin Durant, but we'll see what happens. Kevin Durant's going to the Denver Nuggets. 
Yeah, see, the Warriors are going to get beat by the Nuggets, I think. And then and then Kevin Durant's going to go to Denver. There you go. That's the next stage. Or they're going to beat by the Lakers in some crazy upset. And then Kevin Durant to the Lakers and Vince, Vince Germano is going to be like, told you so. Told you so. He'd, he'd, look, he'd look awfully good in Laker gold. <laughs> okay, I'm losing my mind. I apologize. Let's pass out the awards. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying this, though. Can you Can you tell... Uh, team's playing so much better. You just put your feet up. Even, you know, I heard Tom Thibodeau and Dan Barrero. He was on Dan Barrero yesterday. I podcasted it and listened to it this morning, right before the show, and completely different guy. I mean, he's just, he's back to being that kind of cheery, not so, you know, he was even able to joke and chuckle a little bit with Barrero. Completely different guy. And you know what? I don't blame him. And Tom Thibodeau, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. So I'm off the, uh, I'm off the hot seat bandwagon for now, okay? I'm off the hot seat bandwagon. It was a really nice trade. Uh, I hated the way you handled the the, the uh, Butler situation. I would have just had him not show up and still trade his sorry ass to Philadelphia where he made a shot against Brooklyn. Good for him. He missed one last year for us against the same freaking team, by the way. So good for him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it, the whole vibe feels uh, significantly better. So good for uh, good for Mr. Thibodeau there. At the end of the day, uh, let's pass out the awards. The Lone Wolf Award, it's Robert Cummington again. Even with that 1 of 18 game, he's going to share it with Towns, though, because of that 1 of 18 game. He was terrible in that sense, but he did other things. It's it's Cummington again, because Carl had some inconsistencies, but Carl will share it with Cummington. Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's going to James Nunley, because he's, he's, he's so bad, he can't get in the game. Or it's Josh Okoge, he's just terrible, because the Wolves gave up 31 points in the fourth quarter, and that disappointed David, despite his... Uh, you know, amazing dunk that was basically called, uh, <laughs> be, I don't even remember. May the force be with you. Yeah, basically. Um, it's, it's Okogi. They give up 31 points in the fourth quarter against San Antonio. No, it's, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Cause yeah, he has just been awful offensively. His defense has been good and I will give him credit for that. I will. I'm recognizing it right here on Timberwolves explosion. Andrew Wiggins defense significantly better, but his offense is just unacceptable golf. Dang it. So with that, we will, uh, Finally, end the first segment as much as I enjoyed it. 4-0 record. I mean, can I bask in the glory of a 4-0 week? Can I can I bask in the glory of it just just for a little while? Maybe that's why this uh, segment's a teeny bit longer. Also, it's four games. We've got three coming up against uh, Thibs' former club, the Boston Celtics, who are easily the disappointment in the Eastern Conference. Great defense, Andrew, but let's see a little more of that assassin on the offensive side. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Time to do some previewing with three games, Boston, Houston, and Charlotte. So basically the two most disappointing teams in each conference so far. Major disappointment with the uh, Boston Celtics so far. I can't even believe it. They're 11 and 10. The Wolves are a half game behind the Boston Celtics. If I told you that at the beginning of the year, the way things were going, one way or another, it'd be like, what? I was like, are the Wolves' record great? The Celtics bad? Or I don't even know. One way or another, both teams are very close to 500, and it's uh, kind of weird. But um, it's nice that the Wolves got right back to 500 after all that mess. Boston would be the seventh seed in the first round and probably lose to Milwaukee. Yeah, the other green team that I think just might win the East this year if they keep playing the way they have. Uh, Kyrie Irving is what he is. He misses games. He didn't miss too many this year, though. Only one so far. He's been scoring points, but... I'm not sure what the hell's wrong with the Boston Celtics so far this year, but whatever it is, it's just not working. Uh, Jason Tatum, 16.4 a game. A lot of guys making threes. This team has always been tough against the Wolves. So you got Boston and Houston, two teams the Wolves have sucked against the last several years, basically, particularly when Houston got better anyway. Um, Houston's slacking off for a couple of years, but once they started getting a little better with uh, the, the uh, artist formerly known as Coach Pringles as Coach, um, they've gotten much better since then, and they've been unbeatable. Uh, Charlotte, the Wolves have sucked against Charlotte over the years, especially in the Kemba Walker era, because Kemba Walker's still there. Um, I don't know. I mean, in the past, this might have been like an over 3 type of week, even even with a good Wolves team, but Boston's not playing well, Houston's not playing well, Charlotte's playing better than a lot of you guys in the courtside thought. I mean, you thought Charlotte was like a bottom feeder in the Eastern Conference. They're not. I think they're going to be in the bottom feeding of the uh, Eastern Conference playoffs. 
I think they'll lose in the first round, but I do think they'll make it. I do. I'm, I'm sticking with that. Uh, Chicago's not going to catch him. New York's not going to catch him. Brooklyn's not going to catch him. Washington, I don't know what's going on there. Orlando does this every year where they start out okay, they start out respectable, and then before you know it, they're 13th, 14th in the conference. They're 8th right now. They're not going to stay there. They never do. But I do think Charlotte's going to hang around. I do. Uh, I think Detroit, Indiana, Philadelphia obviously is legit. Um, Philadelphia, screw that. <laughs> it makes me, now I have to hate the Sixers a little bit. But 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 only a little. Got to try to ignore that that little that little blotch on the map there. That little blemish. Uh, love the Bucks. Absolutely love the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they even had success like this since the days of uh, Lou Alcindor. Who the heck is Lou Alcindor? Well, I hope you guys know who that is. That would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <sighs> Toronto's nineteen and four with uh, their new coach, Mister Nurse. Nurse. Well, he's nursed the uh, Toronto Raptors to health. That's for sure. <laughs> that was hilarious, wasn't it? Well, he certainly has. If it's funny or not, the Miami Heat. There's nothing funny going on there. They're disappointing too. Seven and thirteen, not good. Chemistry's not good. Blah blah blah. Boston. I don't know. They have one of the best coaches in the league, one of the best rosters in the league, and they're not playing well. Um, I think the Wolves have every right to beat this team. I think the Wolves have every right to go three and zero in this in this homestand. It's if you're going to lose one of these games. Houston? I mean, maybe Boston? Because Boston's kind of waking up and getting back into the swing of things. Houston is an annoying team to play against. They they just are. Uh, Celtics, well, I mean, obviously they can hit the three-point shot. They have good players. I don't know. Uh, they've not been playing well. Uh, they did beat the New Orleans Pelicans, who are another disappointment in my eyes. I thought they were going to be awesome this year. Utah stinks this year. Like, what's going on? Um, so far, in the last three games, the Celtics lost to Charlotte. They lost to the New York Knicks. Yikes. Uh, they got beat or They beat Atlanta pretty nicely. They lost to Dallas, huh, who was actually surprisingly better this year as well. And the Pelicans, they beat them 124-107. to They'll play Cleveland before playing the Timberwolves. They'll play Cleveland tonight and then Minnesota tomorrow, which I think the Wolves win the game. Yeah, because Cleveland, uh, Boston will be on a back-to-back. They'll be hosting Cleveland and coming all the way to Minnesota. Minnesota wins that game. Um... Timberwolves will end up winning it with a final score of something. I think the Wolves are going to score some points in this game. 116 to 100. 116 to... No, it's not going to be 116-100. 116 to 110, something like that. It'll be a pretty good game. Boston will have their moments, but Minnesota's going to take advantage of a tired Celtics team that isn't playing very well. They'll beat Cleveland. The Celtics will beat Cleveland. It'll be two games above 500, but they'll be back to only one. And Minnesota is going to eclipse the 500 mark for the first time this year, which is great. Um... So that's going to be nice. 116 to 112. 110, pardon me. Minnesota wins the game. I want to believe Andrew Wiggins is going to have a nice game. Uh, I've liked Carl Anthony Towns against the Celtics. I think Derrick Rose, again, has another good game against these Eastern Conference teams. He's played very well in these Eastern Conference games um, for the most part. Uh, except for Cleveland. He wasn't that great. I think Rose has a nice game, though. I think he gets in the 20s again and makes about three, three to four three-pointers. Carl's going to get upper 20s, low 30s. Andrew, just Please, uh, hope he can get back in the swing of things. Covington's going to be what he is. He's going to have a nice, solid game. I just love that guy, and I think you know that already. Uh, he's going to get in the teens, something like that. Maybe even maybe he'll get over 20 again. But I do think the Wolves have a nice, solid team type of game. It's not going to be one guy with like 40 points. It's going to be multiple guys with upper teens, low 20s type of thing. And maybe Carl gets into the mid to upper 20s. We'll see. Maybe not. I expect a good game from Carl Anthony Towns, though. And uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Boston Celtics. 116-110. to Move forward very quickly to the Houston Rockets, who are 9-11. and And I think there was an inside job with the sale out of the Houston Rockets. The inside job with this one, though, is the inside player. That's Clint Capella. Uh, he's my favorite player on the Rockets. I think that's another guy you know I love. I think you can kind of tell what type of players I like a little bit. I like guys that can play strong defense and help your team, but also I like guys that can slash to the basket as well. Um, and, well, what, whatever it is, um, I I love that Covington can hit the three-point shot. I think it's extremely valuable. Houston has lost four games in a row. Four. Uh, they beat Detroit at home, and they've lost every game since. They went to Detroit, a home-and-home home type of situation. Two days later, lost. 116-111, they lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. What the hell. 117-108. That was the Cavaliers' fourth win of the year. Happy Black Friday, uh, Houston fans. No, that was Black Saturday, I guess. Or Cyber Saturday, or whatever you want to call it. Or Cyber Monday. They lose to the Washington Wizards. They give up 100 
and 35 points to the Washington Wizards, who are just garbage. They're, they're, they're not a good team. Good players, but they're not a good team. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, they lose by 20 to the Mavericks. The uh, Rockets, I wouldn't be surprised, surprised if they lost at San Antonio tonight. They'll be playing the Chicago Bulls in a back-to-back. They'll win that game, at least, well, maybe. <laughs> at Minnesota. Can I really pick the Wolves to beat the Rockets? I, I can, can't I? I can, because Houston sucks. But will they magically come back? Will they magically have like a better game, though? <sighs> this team sucks. I mean, they suck. And, you know, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I knew they had the talent, but I was like, you know what? They blew their chance last year, and, and they know they did, and that's why they suck this year. The, the chemistry's not the same. It's like the 98 Vikings versus the 99 Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. The 98 Minnesota Vikings were spectacular. They were awesome. 1999 just wasn't the same year, and they started off crappy, and the players just weren't on the same page the whole effing year. They made a nice little run at the end when Jeff George came in at quarterback, and they still lost in the second round to a far superior St. Louis Rams team. That ended up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, sounds like the Los Angeles Rams are just might have home field advantage throughout the NFC now after the Saints were beat by the Cowboys last night. That's kind of crazy. Back to the back to basketball very quickly here. <clears throat> James Harden's one of the best scorers in the league, but he's his defense sucks, uh, and there's no question about that. Chris Paul's one of the best player players in the league, but he's always hurt, always hurt. He's missed a good number of games. You look at the games played on this roster, everybody's missed time. Eric Gordon's missed about five games. Clint Capella has pretty much been a stalwart. I mean, that's my favorite player on the Rockets, and there's no question. Multiple blocks a game, double-double every night. Does everything, does everything asked. And he is just, you know, he's, he's, he's a borderline all-star big man, I think. And, and in the days when the center position still counted as a part of the ballot, not just three forwards for the all-star roster, Clint Capella would be in. And I would vote for him, damn it. I would, and I don't care who else is in the Western Conference. I'd vote for him. Because, you know, you, you vote for your favorite guy and somebody you feel deserves to make it versus maybe this one person who's going to get every damn vote all the time. Uh, Carmelo Anthony was let go, and we all knew that wasn't going to work. Did I raise... Did, Raise your hand. Did, did you hear me say in the offseason that that wasn't going to work? Did you hear me say it? Was I right, or, or or am I just a moron just running his big, fat mouth on the air? A guy who's stuck in 1988, which I am in some ways, but not in every way. Because <laughs> I love 1988, damn it. Um, I'm sure Vince Germano would have, too, if he watched the Lakers back then, but I don't think he did, unfortunately, even though he was definitely old enough. Both, both of us were, because um, they won the whole thing that year. <laughs> course you'd like that year um what the hell am i even talking about uh it's just it's not a good mix they stink and and that's just the bottom line and they're gonna have to hope to get it together again but there's just weird personalities on this team i mean chris paul as good as he is i mean god that that, that was their year last year they had it you know and, and i wanted them to win that series and they just blew it and oh they missed about a thousand three-pointers and Ah, I hated that so much. I hated it. I hated watching that shimmy, shimmy, shamby son of a biscuit warriors do what they do every bleeping year. Um, I hated watching that happen. I, I hated watching the shimmy show basically do what they did and, and escape the the warriors and base or the rockets and dance all over them. Even though the rockets had every right to win that series until they started choking it away. <sighs> But, well, that's what happens. You don't get it done. Thing You come back the next year, and it's never the same. It's just never the same. Now that I've ran that way too long, you can tell I'm a little disappointed in how the Rockets are showing up this year. Minnesota has every right to win this game. The matchup is tough. I've never liked this matchup for whatever reason. And Clint Capella gives Carl Anthony Towns and others fits. He really does. It's, it's you know, Covington's going to have to have that big game and pray to God that Wiggins shows up. Uh, Carl has had some really, really nice games against the Rockets. And a former guy wearing number 23 had some pretty good games against them last year, too, before he tore his meniscus. <laughs> but um, I don't know what to say about this one. It's so tough. I mean, every indicator says the Wolves will win this game because the Rockets are going straight down and the Wolves are going straight up at the moment. But it's but I mean every game is different and I don't know matchups count in basketball they really do and sometimes it's just not a good matchup. Oh God, I'm having a hell of a time with this. I can't pick the Wolves to win every freaking game here, and I just got a weird feeling it's going to be one of those funky trap games that the uh, 
yes, I'm going to pick the, the Rockets to win the game, which is crazy. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Devil's Advocate, and I think the Rockets win this game. Some crazy score. I think they're going to have some magical, stinky night that's going to make everybody happy again about the Houston Rockets for for one day. The Rockets are going to score a decent amount of points in the game. It'll be a high-scoring game because it always is. Every game is in the triple digits on both sides of the category when Houston plays. Houston's going to win something of the likes of 118 to 116, 117. Extremely close game. Carl's going to have a nice game, of course, like he usually does. But then again, Clint Capella is going to be a big difference maker in the game. And I got a feeling Harden's going to go off for like 35-40 in the game. That's uh, at the end of the day. If Chris Paul's not healthy, though, then maybe not. <laughs> if Chris Paul's not healthy, then the Wolves have every right to crush this uh, depleted Rockets team. And I, I hope that's the case. But I can't pick a 3-0 and record. That's just crazy. You, you can't just pick a team to go 7-0 and uh, in seven games. So that's where I'm going to go. Let's move on now that I've drugged that out way too far. Charlotte Hornets with the same record as the Celtics and just about with the Wolves here. They're first place in the Southeast Division, 11-10. and 10. I like the Charlotte Hornets. And they're playing well, and I love those late 80s colors. I love it. And I'm not being sarcastic. I love these colors. Takes me back to about 87, 88, 89. Oh, I love it. I love these pastel colors. Go ahead and call me whatever you want to. I just, I'm, I'm a sucker for this stuff. Impressive wins for this team and a very depressing loss as well. Uh, they beat the Indiana Pacers. That's pretty good by 18 points on November 21st. They lost to Oklahoma by five. Okay, on the road. And Oklahoma's playing very well this year without Cancer Carmelo. Um, they lost to the Atlanta Hawks on the road by one point. That's a depressing loss. The Charlotte Hornets beat the Milwaukee Bucks. The Charlotte Hornets beat the Milwaukee Bucks by only three points, but they beat the Milwaukee Bucks, and that's really good. Um, that's really good. It was a home game, and they beat the Hawks by 14. Big shock. Uh, the Hornets will be playing the Utah Jazz and New Orleans Pelicans in between. I wouldn't be surprised if they won both of those at home. Then they head to Minnesota three days later after the Pelicans game. Campbell Walker is a Timberwolves killer. And if I pick the Wolves to beat Houston, I'll pick them to lose to Charlotte. In fact, I'm debating to flip-flop that score (laughs) to about like 118, 120, 120, 117, and pick the freaking Hornets to beat the Wolves. But I don't know. They don't win road games that much, though. That's what I'm noticing. So that's where I'll I'll just leave it as is because Houston's a horrible matchup for the Wolves. I think the Wolves escape a dangerous game against this club. I don't think the Wolves are going to win in Charlotte, though. We never, ever win in Charlotte, when, even when they were the, 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 the bogus Bobcats. Nicholas Batum, remember we were offering the world to that guy? And I knew way back then, is he worth that kind of money? Especially back then when the TB contract you know, effects hadn't taken place yet. Marvin Williams is still alive. So there's some weird players on this roster. But, uh, including Cody Zeller, that's another weird one. <laughs> Tony Parker, that's right. Oh, shoot, he's another old Wolves killer. But, yeah, that's going to be a sight to see. Jeremy Lamb has emerged nicely, the former uh, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Kemba Walker, though, again, a Timberwolves killer. I think the Wolves escape a close one, lower scoring slightly. I think the Wolves win. Yeah, this is going to be a lower scoring game. I think we keep the Hornets down to, like, about 98. Uh, under 100 in this game. And... Wind up with, so 98, Minnesota gets about 106, 105, 106 point type of game. This is definitely a Covington game. I mean, I keep calling Covington, but this is going to be one of Covington's better games. I think Covington and Rose will be the better players in this game. They'll probably be the top players overall, defense from Covington and some scoring, and then Rose is going to lead the team in scoring with the mid, low to mid-20s, I think. I got a feeling Rose is going to make some threes against this club, and it's going to be a nice little mano-a-mano. Back and forth with Kemba Walker at times with uh, Rose versus Walker. It's going to be a fun matchup. Uh, Walker's averaging 27 and a half a game. He is really uh, an awesome player. And anybody that doesn't like Kemba Walker, I, I think you're crazy. That guy is a stud. And if he was the Timberwolves starting point guard instead of, say, a Jeff Teague or something, which I think Teague's actually going to have a good game against the Hornets, too. I That's just got Teague written all over it. In fact, the, the Rockets game, I think Teague is going to have like a double-digit uh, double assist type of game. I got a feeling Teague is going to get 20 against the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Now, Carl's going to have whatever he has, but I don't think he's going to stand out as much in this game. And Andrew, I can't pick him to stand out. I can't until he does it. Just do it. Just just do it. Okay? That's all I can say now. Otherwise, he's just going to get his 11 points or whatever, and that's all you're getting out of Andrew at the moment. 
Turning into Marvin Williams repeats, hey, hopefully that's going to end soon. But Minnesota's going to win in a lower-scoring game and go 2-1 and one for the week. With that, we will take a break and get to some interesting fan interaction right after this. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, Fan Interaction. It's time to hear from you guys locally and in Australia. Thank you again for your part of the show, and it's just so valuable um, for being a part of it and everything. Uh, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. want to thank Tene, Tene Brown, Levi Brown, and Vince Germano, Vinrock, Vince Germano, Tene, and Levi out of... New Zealand, and Vince Germano for retweeting the show. Vince Germano, again, out of Melbourne, Australia. Thank you guys so much. Greatly appreciate it. Let's see if there's a couple tweets here and there. It might be just mostly likes and retweets. Oh, I should have retweeted this one if I didn't. Shoot. Uh, the latest uh, courtside podcast. Highly recommended. Really cool. The only thing I didn't like was the little Justin Timberlake mention, but that was just for a half second. And That's just because I'm an ass, and I hate uh, all these, like, freaking fake celebrities. I can't stand them. And, all of that, and I know all of you just love them to death, and I'll never understand that. Uh, I'll never understand that. Uh, Timberwolves, who is that? What's going on? Hmm. Oh, I, I retweeted something, and then Timberwolves365 retweeted it also from Charlie Johnson. Timberwolves approved from 27. Yeah, let's look at this. It's in, in, intriguing. Um, yep, Charlie Johnson. Okay, yeah, this is a worthwhile tweet that I retweeted, and I, that's basically for me to pass it on to you guys. He says, uh, since trading... This is uh, at C. John's NBA. Since trading their disgruntled star, and I put parentheses around that, the Wolves have improved from 27th to 1st by opponent uh, fast break points. Wow. 16th to 1st by opponent points off turnovers. 25th to 2nd by opponent's points in the paint. This is as of November 26th, by the way. Uh, 29th to 13th by opponent's second chance points. Wow. So they're, yeah. I mean, remember all those second chance points opponents would get? Like Houston, like Golden State, like San Antonio, like everybody, like the freaking Nets. 25th to 7th by defensive rebound percentage. 26th, that's an interesting stat, but it's true. 26th to 2nd by opponent field goal percentage. Dang! That is an awesome statistic. And thank you, Charlie Johnson, for that. It's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I hope I'm following Timberwolves 365. Yes, I am, and they are following me. Awesome. And oh, take that damn Butler jersey off your uh, background there, you son of a gun. If you happen to be listening. Uh-huh. Wow. Robert Covington was plus 29 a few, uh, a few days back. That's just nuts. And that's it. Wow. That is just uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Let's hear from Charlie Johnson, Arbitrary Nugget. Oh, here we go. Last night was the first time the Wolves have had 33 or more assists and 9 or fewer turnovers. No, this is on the 29th, so this had to be the last game with the Spurs. Last night was the first time the Wolves have had 33 or more assists and 9 or fewer turnovers in a game since November 11th, 2013. It's only the second time that feat has been accomplished by this franchise since 2004. And, of course, that was the MV3 year. MV3, MV3, and we all know who the MV3 were. Or And if you don't, well, you're just too damn young then. And and that's a bummer. So, whatever I'm trying to say there, I apologize if I'm going a little out of line. Let's uh, give a quick shout-out to Flips Army. The Flips Army Facebook page. Thank you very much. Uh, in-game threads, Timberwolves news, and discussion about the NBA. And luckily, again, they are boycotting a bit more about talking about former players because it's getting old. Just stick to our current guys. Not that I'm that sensitive, but... It gets old because it's always just look how great he's doing, and oh, we should we we why do we trade him away? And yeah, I know, but it's over. What are you gonna do about it? Stop it! Stop wallowing in self pity. It's actually those people that are the ones that are freaking being too sensitive. Just move on. It it is what it is. I mean, just freaking move on. That's all you can do there. Ah, uh, sounds like you guys liked the last show, Better Vibe, because I was in a good mood a lot of that show, and I was in a good mood in this show too. And got a couple of posts, and good thing I went here. Yes, absolutely. The most recent show was put out on the 
third, I believe. Yep, so we'll continue from there. Let's, um, again, a big shout-out to Flips Army. Encouraging you guys to follow that page if you could. Like it, whatever, and comment on there. Again, I know a lot of you have. Tanae, Levi, and others have joined that page. And it, it's a fun page to go to. But again, don't forget to post the Timberwolves Explosion and respond to my post. That's up to me to post more, too. And again, Wayne Hunt, thank you very much for your involvement in this show the past few weeks, including this one. Awesome. So, the most recent post, uh, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Better Vibe, episode 238, again, November 23rd. Comments here. Vince Germano, uh, Vince Germano mentioning me and uh, Wayne Hunt saying, Joey Wygen is channeling his inner Dennis DeNudo in this show. It's the vibe kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nicholas Simon, also out of Australia. This is a great app. Do you like Robert Covington or not, or not though? Stop being so vague. And I was saying it's just a rumor. Yep, because <laughs> that's my old saying. It's just a rumor. I call everything that these days because, I don't know. It's a it's an ongoing bit. So that's the end of my post. Let's get to your post because your post rocked the, rocked the world and it's a lot of conversation there. Wayne Hunt, again, the alpha dog of the Courtside Podcast, which is highly recommended and endorsed by Timberwolves Explosion. And I believe I'm still endorsed by uh, uh, the Courtside Podcast as well. And unless he took, unless Wayne Hunt took it off because of my disdain for his second favorite team, at least for now, because we all have a second favorite team or third favorite team when they're playing well. Yeah, that time. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Just uh, he just respects he respects the Warriors. Me, okay, I respect that they win, but I hate the way they act. But again, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson is a guy you can tell when you listen to the show. I like Clay Thompson. I like Clay Thompson. The rest of that team knows where they can go, but they know where they can go. <laughs> but I like Clay Thompson. I like uh, Kevin Durant too, except not on that team. Just not that one. Go to the Hawks, go to the Bulls, go to the... Don't go to the Spurs either. Nah, I mean, I think the Spurs have been around and had enough success for a while. They can take a 10-year, 15-year hiatus in the doldrums of the NBA. That'd be okay with me, but unless the... Yeah, I don't know. Let's just get where I need to go. I'm dragging this again. Wayne Hunt says, like I said at the draft, I would have taken Jabari Parker over Andrew Wiggins. And by the way, Jabari Parker, to his credit, again, that Bulls game had 27 points, and he was very good in that game. He looks like he's aged a lot, but, but hey... He had a hell of a game to his credit, and I hope he stays healthy this time. Continuing from where Hank left off about he would take Parker over Wiggins. What the hell was Wiggs thinking today? Just give Josh Okogie his minutes now, or at least he will give you effort. At at least he will give you effort being Josh Okogie, and that was that awful game against Parker. Yeah, I mean, Parker played great, and Wiggins just sucked. You know what? Parker at 27, Wiggins at 0. Parker had 27, Wiggins at 0 in the uh, battle of the 2014 uh, draft there. The first versus the second pick in the draft. Vince Germano says, please tell me he scored. Well, no, he didn't. <sighs> no, he didn't. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, oh, you want his stat line for today, Vince? He had more turnovers than he did points, and he only had one turnover all game against the Bulls. The Bulls. Yeah, is it not a good team? Yeah, unbelievable, man. Um... What a waste of 29 minutes. You can't consider him a franchise guy anymore. Yeah, he had one turnover and one rebound in almost 29 minutes. That's flipping horrible. It's it's And then Covington was one of 18, but at least he did something else. At least he did something else. And he disrupted uh, Levine and, and others along the way, Parker here and there. At least he did something, Covington, even though he shot like, you know, crap. It's amazing that the Timberwolves survived that type of an awful game from two major players there. One of 30. Well, Vince Romano says he's without speech and I agree, I was saying 30 minutes and he didn't score a point and Wayne Hunt says, not even that Joey it's one thing not to score a single point, but it's another to do absolutely nothing else, amen that's exactly, exactly what, <laughs> that's exactly the point there, he did absolutely nothing else what did he do exactly all game, rebound? well, he got one don't say nope, and he got one assist, but he, again, he, he did get one rebound and one assist, but the assist is offset by the turnover. I mean, it's offset. So, it says, nope, nope, uh, he sure as hell didn't lead by example. Yeah, he doesn't know what leading is, that guy. Okay, God bless Andrew. Trade him now before he blows his value and bring in a piece that can help this team. All this game shows is that he doesn't care. I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand why why he doesn't, but I don't know. I was saying he literally he did absolutely nothing, this and that. Wayne Hunt says, thank God for Dario and Rose. It's not often 
you have two starters play so bad and still get the win. Exactly. It's not often you have guys. Uh, <clears throat> and, yep, Wayne Hunt says Johnny Flynn Memorial with a bullet for Andrew Wiggins. Yep. Yep, Dario and Rose were so good. Um, and I was saying that Wiggins has it without a doubt. <clears throat> and there it is, Covington 1 of 18, Wiggins 0 of 12. But at least Covington did something. 1 of 10 is freaking awful. I was talking about how it's 1 of 30. And <clears throat> I was saying Zach Levine is overrated, by the way. I stand by those words better than Wiggins. But still, obviously, that's not saying much. And then it gets a little interesting. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, I won't hear any slander about Zach Levine. Remember me defending him? When Minnesota drafted him, and yes, you were on our show when you did it. You were kind of holding it in. I think you said some of it on your show at the time, back in 2013. That was uh, Super State of the Timberwolves, the original Super State of the Timberwolves back in 2013. In 2015, we had Super State of the Timberwolves 2 with, uh, it was me and uh, Vince Germano in that one, with the Super Mario 2 music in that one. That was way back in 2015, and that's how long it had been since Vince had been on... Timberwolves explosion, of course. Showtime and T-Wolves has been in uh, limbo ever since, but it'll, it'll come back one of these days. Maybe even just once a month would be perfectly fine. Let's continue. Um, now I screwed this up for you, Hank. I'm sorry. He's, you were defending Zach when Minnesota drafted him. Heck, I think I was even on the show that day. Yes, yes, you were. Yes, you were. Plus, he put more effort in coming back from an ACL injury than Wiggins has all season. That's the amazing part, yeah. Yeah, that is the amazing part. He said, I was saying I have nothing against him. Uh, he certainly is a lot better than Wiggins. And yeah, I, um, Jamie Tintor, who's come around recently from Flip's Army. Thank you very much, Jamie Tintor. Hopefully I'm saying everything correctly there. Embiid was the consensus number one in that draft, but his injuries scared the first two teams away. Yes, uh, Embiid ended up going third, right? Uh, behind Parker and Andrew Wiggins. Uh, yep, good call there, Mr. Tintor there. Yep, and welcome to the group. Great to have you. I remember he uh, hopped on board. He was like, I like this show. Or, and he jumped on board. So thank you very much. Yep, and Tanae Brown, uh, I, I, a year in the past at the time, November 24th, it was breaking. Derrick Rose is stepping away from basketball and the Cleveland Cavaliers to evaluate his future. The former MVP may no longer want to play the sport he once loved. This is, again, November 24th, 2017. Tanae um, Brown says, what a comeback season for the former MVP so far, and he has absolutely been the comeback player of the year. I, I just, I'm, I couldn't be more happy. Uh, I was saying, oh, it's a complete different story. He realized he loves the game, and he really does. And what a story! Box score here: Cleveland versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Here we go, Wayne Hunt. Love this. Love, love what you post, and keep this coming. He says, I sub, I mean, I suppose you can't complain too much when you get a win. But there are definitely two outgoing, uh, ongoing situations that need to be resolved now that the Jimmy Butler disaster has been put to bed. Number one, Andrew Wiggins, what's going on? What do you see out there, Joey? I see him playing good defense, actually, if, if you can believe it. I'm seeing Andrew Wiggins play significantly better defense, but offensively he just looks lackadaisical. Lackadaisical, that's what I'm seeing out there. Lackadaisical offense. He keeps trying to do like fadeaway type stuff. And he, it, it's just, I don't know, like his confidence is shattered. I, I think that's part of it. I think his confidence is shattered. Teams adjusted to some of his stuff, some of his moves and all that. And he's not making the proper adjustments in return, which that's why guys watch film. That's why Kobe Bryant was watching film. And, you know, I, I can just see Kobe Bryant on some random Saturday night in uh, the summer just watching film on, on a, on a surface or whatever the heck it would be back in the, you know, you know, like back when he was still playing or any type of player right now, that's got any type of Kobe Ryan mentality. Andrew Wiggins just isn't that kind of guy right now. Number two rotations. At this point, it's almost like Thibs is trying to get himself fired. I love him as a coach. He knows what he's doing, but he's got to evolve thoughts. And again, yeah, because you're not seeing any Josh Okogie, uh, Lou Aldang obviously is kind of a, he's more of an assistant coach at this point and zero Tolliver ever since pretty much the last, two weeks here. Um, and that's been a frustration. At least Tyus Jones has been getting regular minutes. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. He's This is Thibodeau. He pretty much plays nine guys and that's it. And we all hear about the nine-man rotation, but usually there's a little more to this. Um, I don't know why Okogi isn't playing. I think he deserves minutes. And it's tough because Covington's kind of like a uh, more veteran version of Okogi, obviously. A more accomplished version. And he had a hell of a game against the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I do think Okogi deserves more minutes than he's getting, uh, obviously. And it's extremely confusing. There's got to be a way to get him in there. Covington had a great game. Does he have to play 39 minutes, though? Does he have to? 
I mean, there's got to be a way to get uh, Okoli in a rotation, mix him in. Um, Wiggins, again, also 28 minutes when he plays like that. I mean, again, if he's playing like that, why wasn't Okoli on the floor in the fourth quarter? That's kind of weird, so I don't understand some of that. So, uh, I don't know. I don't understand it either. He he does need to evolve. Now we go to the Spurs uh, game. This, this box score a lot prettier. Uh, this is this will also wrap up this section of the show. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, now that's what happens when you play your bench. Tom Thibodeau, you just put yourself in contention for this week's Lone Wolf Award. And yeah, he, he had a good week, did Tom Thibodeau. Got to be happy about this one, Joey. And you damn right I am. That was awesome. Um, so we'll look at, again, the bench and all that. Well, Lou Alden got in there, and the, the whole bench did play. And Derrick Rose was awesome off the bench. Again, Sarich, very valuable. He had a double-digit game. Even Tolliver got a couple minutes. But, <laughs> I mean, you played your bench partially because you're way ahead. But, again, Wiggins playing as poorly as he did, getting that many shot attempts. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. I really don't. I don't know. Um I think the Timberwolves have another trade to make of some sorts. Uh, I think Tolliver probably, you know, I think Tolliver should probably get traded to a team that he's going to get more minutes. Uh, the Covington trade pretty much wipes Tolliver out, unfortunately. Um, Gorgie, I don't know if you can trade him with a $15 million a year contract. And Josh Okogie, it's common sense. He needs to play. And Kata Bates' job, it's like he's, a, he's, he's turned into Bigfoot. I mean, I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see him hardly, and that's kind of sad. I know he's a second-round pick, but he's a good player. Uh, Kata Bates job. He's not a perfect player, but he can play this game, and I think he deserves minutes. Not sure what's going to happen with all of that. It, it's tough to say. And again, you cleared your bench because you're up by 30 points and all that. That's pretty much the only way to get Thibodeau to do that. And it's funny how when they try to get, uh, compliment uh, Josh Okogie in the uh, post-game press conference with Tom Thibodeau, and he was like, oh, well, it's not good that we gave up 31 points in the fourth quarter. Instead of like saying anything good about Okogie, he said that. So that was kind of lame. Uh, I'll call you getting double-digit points in that 10-minute stretch in the fourth quarter when he played pretty well, I gotta think, but generally speaking, the Spurs were semi-trying to play them, put themselves back in a semi-respectable score, even though clearly that team just quit in that game. I mean, they that is the worst Spurs game in a while. Uh, it's But happy for us, I guess, that we were able to get the win. Thank you again, Wayne Hunt. Awesome, uh, Awesome involvement in this show. You are a gold star with platinum laced on it for this show, without a doubt. Thank you again, and keep them coming. Keep them coming. It's so greatly appreciated. It only helps and makes uh, the third segment more fun. Vince Germano, Tanae Brown, always thank you guys for being a part of the conversation. Jamie Tintor, thank you again for joining the show, and uh, that's awesome. Hope hope to hear from you some more. Those of you that want to help the show out, please give a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher if you could. Write what you like about the show, maybe what you want to see improved, this and that, or whatever it is. If you could write a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher, probably Google Podcasts might have a, a rating system by now. I'm sure they do. If you could, that would be extremely, extremely appreciated. I will give you a shout-out and a thank you on air for that. Other contact details, again, of course, Facebook and Twitter. I'll have all that in the show description. I already mentioned that, and you'll see how to get to that if you don't know yet. Uh, <clears throat> the phone lines are 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling into. Timberwolves explosion to your statement, shout out, comment, question, and opine. And then there's the call now button on the Facebook page. Same thing goes to the same number through Facebook Messenger, so it won't affect you from anywhere on the planet or the moon or whatever, as long as you have Wi Fi connection, you'll get through. <laughs> Some of the astronauts, no, I'm kidding. On the uh, International Space Station, I always like to talk about that, at least I used to. <laughs> I'm just messing around though. Ah, uh, that would be something, wouldn't it? That would be really something if that happened one day. Wow. <laughs> and then there's, I, I think, the best route of all, which Tanae has used in the past, and I hope to hear from him again. I know he is a busy son of a gun. That's how he could afford those expensive tickets, by being as busy as he is. Good, 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 good on him, though, and that's great. I respect guys that are busy and work their ass off, and I, I do the same. Uh, Tanae, I think... Uh, yeah, boy, you are really a son of a gun in a good way. You're, you're, an, you're a great guy and just a, a hell of a worker. Vince and, and Hank, all you guys, I, I, and Stu Benson, I just love you guys so much. So again, thank you for being a part of this. Um, <clears throat> there is the, again, the audio submission route. You simply use the free voice recording application on your smart device. Just record it, treat it like a phone call, keep it five minutes, heck, it could go longer. There's no limit to it, really. It's just, I doubt anybody's going to do like a 30-minute like podcast episode, basically. But, you know, 
there's no real limit to it. Just, again, don't be crazy, even though I don't think you will. I don't think you will. I mean, the, today's calls were just unbelievably high quality. The audio was great quality, and the content was, was spectacular. And, man, and any of you, Vince, Hank, uh, I, I keep calling him Hank, but it's Wayne Hunt, <laughs> more than welcome to do this. Again, you just do, you just record it, save it, and send it to Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. It is a, uh, it is a voicemail. What am I saying? You just send it there, and then I will receive it, uh, upload it, of course, convert it into an MP3 file, thanks to Zumzar.com. Hey, Jamie, in any of you locally, too, uh, Scott Curvers, who had a birthday this week. Happy birthday to Scott Curvers, if you happen to be listening. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, lo- uh, Brandon in South Dakota, I believe. Yep, Brandon. Oh, I love that guy, too. Great cut takes. Uh, kind of comes and goes, but I but I know he's a listener. Hopefully, hopefully he's a listener, and I haven't scared him away. Uh, those of you out there as well. Uh, happy birthday to Lucas Quayle today, by the way. Uh, Scott Curvers just a couple of days ago. And Lucas Quayle today, if he happens to be listening, also out of South Dakota. Some great people in South Dakota as well. Uh, like Tony Coleman on the Purple Mafia. Oh, man, that is a Hall of Famer for that show. He's been a listener since 09, or was it even 08, way back in the day. So thanks again, and God bless all of you. Take care. We'll talk to you next week, and hopefully the Wolves continue their winning ways, and above 500 we go. 